This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to We're Going There. I'm your host, Bianca Wattis-Oltoff, and this week we have another bonus episode because y'all, I wasn't lying last week. I really do love you. These bonus episodes are interview-based because I want to introduce you to some amazing people who are so cool, and I want you to not just learn from them, but love them. Today on this week's episode, we are talking about God dreams. I'm using the phrase God dream because in our day and age, we've really convoluted the understanding of dream. From vision boards to dream journals to just dream it and it will come ideology, we've come to think of dreaming as envisioning the perfect utopian life. The dream God has for you is so much bigger and better than you can imagine. I'm not talking about the Western idea of bigger and better. I'm talking, as Paul says in Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly and abundantly beyond all that we could ask, think, hope, or imagine. Before we dive into the interview with one of my favorite podcast people on the planet, let me quickly talk to you about a man who had a God dream by the name of Joseph. You can learn more about his story if you check out Genesis 37, but here's a little quick synopsis. A lot of times, the dreams we start out with, or the vision we see, will show up later in our life in a different dimension, and it will look so much different than we thought it could be. The Bible says that when Joseph was 17 years old, he had a dream, and his brothers hated him all the more for it. That phrase, all the more, lets us know that Joseph's brothers already didn't like him. I'm not sure you're familiar with this story, but Joseph's dad bought him a multicolor coat, think... Gucci, fall 2021, runway down the Parisian catwalk. Yeah, that's that kind of level. And Joseph's walking around chatting with his brothers like, oh, bro, what's up? You like my coat? Isn't it awesome? Isn't it cool? And his brothers were like, we hate your coat and we hate you because you're different. Here's the thing. You, like Joseph, are different. You have a robe of righteousness that sets you apart from the world. People won't understand it. People will hate it. But you are a child of God who is loved and favored, just as Joseph was favored by his father. People eventually will come around and respect what stands out, but what happens to most of us is the moment we start to realize the differences between us and other people, we downplay our distinctives in order to fit in and conform with our culture. One thing I'm proud about when I read about the story of Joseph is that he had the courage to wear his coat anyway. It may have been unwise, but I'm proud of him that he was not afraid to show up in the room looking different because he was clothed in the favor of his father. I wonder, are you courageous enough to wear your coat? A lot of times I found that God will begin to show you things about yourself, about your life, about your calling, about your direction, about the things he's put on the inside of you and the gifts that he's given you, but someone will actually beat that distinctive out of you. I'm here to tell you, podcast listener, wear your dang coat. If God has given you favor, own it. Use whatever God has given you to set you apart. But if God has given you a dream, a God dream, it's going to require some tenacity. You see, a dream will make you different and it takes courage to be different. It takes courage to speak different. If you get a hold of a dream, or better said, if a dream gets a hold of you from the throne room of God, it will make you walk different, talk different, think different, eat different, drink different, party different, text different. It will make you different. And I'm glad that Joe had the courage to be different. Do we have the courage to be different? I don't just dream about making it through the day. I don't just dream about surviving my life. And I don't want that for you either. When you get a dream, a God dream, it will make you different. You'll start sacrificing and people will think you're crazy because of it. 
like right now. I'm coming to you from a hotel room in Birmingham, Alabama. While everyone else is having fun and soaking up the beautiful city and the weather, I'm recording this podcast because God gave me a dream. God gave me a dream that I would tell God's people about the goodness of Jesus. And we have to make sacrifices. My fear is that we begin to dumb down our dreams and being conformed to the patterns of this world because we aren't renewing our mind. But we're supposed to be different and think different. I always thought Joseph's life was a story about perseverance. You know, Joseph had a dream when he was young and he had to go through a lot of things, but he didn't get up. And you know what happens? Eventually you will achieve your dream. Yet friends, that's the cultural understanding of dreams, not the Christian understanding of dreams. It's not a scriptural understanding of dreams. And we have this really bad habit of taking a concept like a dream and then overlaying our preference or our prejudice over that concept. And we make it what it's not. And when we do, we miss the point because it's really common for people to say, follow your dreams. Yet if you study the life of Joseph, and I mean really study it, like word for word, jot down everything, you'll see this phrase iterated a lot over and over again. No matter what he went through, this is the phrase, this is the phrase, listen, the Lord was with Joseph. That's a statement about God's presence that you will see, hey, wherever Joseph went, the Lord promoted him. That's not just a presence conversation. That's a purpose conversation. The story of Joseph is not about him getting a dream and holding tight onto your dream and persevering about your dream. It's not, you're not going to hear me say on this episode, don't let go of your dream. Don't let anyone talk you out of your dream. See, because Joseph went through his whole life. He was called and he was chosen and there was all sorts of conflict. And so I think we're prone to say, do you have a dream? Oh, you want to open up your own company? Be like Joseph, have a dream. You can make it from the pit to the palace. That'll preach. But listen, that's not the story of Joseph's life. The story of Joseph's life had nothing to do with if you dream it, it will happen. If your dream is big enough, God will be obliged to bless it. Joseph didn't ask God for a dream. Joseph didn't make a vision board. And listen, I'm not against us making vision boards and having big dreams, but let's just be clear. It started off as a dream, but that dream was actually a duty. And this is so critical for a world that in a time where we are told, follow your dreams, follow your dreams, but nowhere in this entire story, In Genesis 37, 38, 39, 40, 42, 43, 44, 45, nowhere in the Bible does it say, and Joseph remembered his dream and pushed through because when life gets hard, you have a dream, there'll be hurdles, but just follow your dream. But you know what I can't find in Genesis is where it says, and Joseph followed his dreams. But you know what I do see in Genesis? That his dreams followed him. So please listen, I don't follow dreams. I follow Jesus. And when I do, dreams follow me. Joseph's dreams followed Joseph. It followed him into the pit. It followed him into Potiphar's house. It followed him into prison. It followed him into Pharaoh's court because dreams follow me when I follow Jesus. If you look behind your life, you'll see very clearly that some of the things that God did for you and some of the doors that he opened for you and some of the ways that he made for you and some of the opportunities he granted for you were accidental from your perspective. But I've got good news for you. God's dream for you is bigger than the dream that you have for yourself. Just because it doesn't always look shiny when you see it, it doesn't mean it's real. And maybe this season doesn't feel like you are in the middle of your dream. But think about when we follow Jesus, our dream follows us. The fact of the matter is that some of us are standing in the middle of our dream, but we can't see it because it feels so different than we thought when we first saw it. On today's podcast, we chat with We're Going There podcast manager, Mari Nieves, about her dream and the sacrifice that she has made in chasing Jesus. And I'm pretty sure that there's a variance of two types of people listening to this podcast. Some of you are discouraged because you had a dream and it didn't happen or hasn't happened, and you don't even know if it will. 
and others are disillusioned because you had this dream and it looks so much different than you thought it was going to be. So from hotel room closets to the bed of this hotel room to maybe recording episodes in the back of an 18-wheeler truck, today, Maddie and I talk about dreams and when dreams follow you. Because I had a God dream of telling people about Jesus. And this woman not only made that dream happen, but God birthed a God dream inside of her own life through serving you and bringing this podcast to you every single week. I love you, podcast listeners, and I hope that you love Maddie as much as I do. Maddie, I am so excited to have you on the show because most people have heard your name, but have not heard your voice. So I wanted, this is your grand debut. I'm so excited that you're here. And thank you for taking the opportunity to be on the podcast. Thank you, Bianca. I am super, super excited. It's, a, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. And so for those that don't know, Mari is the wizard behind the drape. She's the one that makes everything happen for the podcast. And I think that when we were talking about just as I was learning more about who you are, learning more about your story, learning more about where you came from, I was like, this girl is straight from heaven. Now, before we get into how you have been a celestial deposit into my life, let the listeners know a little bit about where you're from, who you are, some of the things that make you come alive, and then we'll get into how we connected. But I want, I want people to know a little bit about your background. Sure, definitely. I am a Borico de Pura Cepa through and through Puerto Rican. Whoa, whoa. You got to say that again for all of our non-Borinqua listeners. <laughs> say that again in Spanish, and then you're going to translate it for us. You're going to bring all your flavor. Look at that sazón you're already bringing. Yes, girl, go. I am a Boricua de pura cepa. Uepa. <laughs> born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, although I live in the States for several years, we returned to Puerto Rico and I finished high school, middle school and high school. So basically my upbringing, the majority of it was back home in Puerto Rico. My parents are still there. My sisters and their families are still there. And I love to... I love it when I get to visit with them. It's, it's always nice. It's always not only warm because of my family's warmth, but because it's a tropical island and I love it. It's an island. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is a great departure because the island girl is now in the snowy Midwest. Tell us where you are. Actually, tell us where you are right now, but tell us kind of generally where you've been in the last couple of years. So right now, Currently, I am in, I believe this city is called Rooftop, Tennessee, parked at a Cracker <laughs> Barrel inside a fifth wheel RV that we just picked up, which is also our home because we are full-time RVers. And all of this came about because after nine beautiful years in Wisconsin, we decided to follow our dreams and sell everything and become location independent. But Wisconsin is what we call our home base. It's the state where we go back to our, both our kids have their apartments there. So they live there and that's where our heart is right now. But because we are mobile, we can basically live anywhere. I love that. I love that. Okay. So uh, Wisconsin is home base, but you get to travel with your husband for work. Talk to me a little bit about life on the road. <laughs> so my crazy husband decided that he wanted to be a truck driver. And in 2018, he, after a series of events that kind of let us see that life, like the Bible says, life is but a vapor. You know, we had, mm. he had a coworker that had just retired, not even collected his first paycheck as a retiree pass away. And I knew of a 
lady uh, at the, the day job that I had at the time worked 40 years for the same company, really, really, really close to retire, passed away on, in her sleep. And those two events kind of brought us to sit down, have a, like a life chat. You know, we, we thought we were at the place where we would live for the rest of our lives and we would see our grandkids grow up and it was going to be the inheritance home for the kids. But at that point, we had dreams in our hearts and we decided, you know what, if we don't try it now, are we going to wait till we're 65, 70 years old to try and do what we know Mm -hmm. that God has put in our hearts? So we did. My husband decided to become a professional truck driver, which he still is. And I was, I moved in with him, quote unquote, moved in with Mm -hmm. him last October and lived in a semi-truck for about six months. (laughs) Okay. So this is where we need to stop because I met you while you were on the road, living in a cab of a truck with your husband on the road. And I, I, I'd honest to God, Marty, I didn't know what to do with you. I was like, who is this woman and where is she? Literally, you were in the middle of nowhere with your husband in a truck. (laughs) And so I think this is like a great way to kind of pause and interject. So while you are doing life on the road and while you are location independent and while Angel, your husband has decided to pursue something new, you at this time were a virtual assistant. Yes. So you've always had a heart to just organize lives, help people and make the world better. Is that, is that fair to say? It kind of is because you are so humble. It is. I will say it for you, girl, because I mean, there's an extra jewel in heaven in your crown because of how amazing and kind and helpful you are. So take, take me on the journey. Cause I know a little bit of the story, but I don't think I know the full story. So you decided that you're going to have some sort of life pivot because you took a class, correct? And the class was on podcast management. That was the pivot after I was already a virtual assistant. So I took okay. a, a course to become a, a virtual assistant in 2015 because I wanted to work remotely. So that gave me the opportunity to work remotely. And when my husband and I were ready to take the leap of faith and do life, however the Lord had it for us at that time, I was able to quit my job and work from home for a little bit for about a year. So I, I did work at location on on the home that we used to own. And after that, when my hubby decided he wanted to go on the road, I said, okay, let me pack my laptop and I'm coming with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So where did the passion for podcasts begin? The passion for podcasting began around, around the time the pandemic began, uh, believe it or not. So uh, at the end of 2019, one of uh, my clients, needed help with her podcast so I figured you know why not add skills to help her out and after I did that I saw the opportunity to become a uh, an intern podcast manager for <laughs> guess who my favorite preacher in the whole wide world Bianca Opa. <laughs> and I applied for it little did I know that you know I was like I'm gonna do it probably they have 2,000 applicants already and a month after I had already, you know, I, I was, I prayed about it, but continued life. And then all of a sudden I get the email, Hey, we want to, uh, an interview actually. So I was so excited. And 
after a couple of weeks, we then started our journey together and, and I started helping you. And that's when my passion for podcast management started to grow. I was going to stay as a podcast assistant. And after learning more about the podcast world, it just, the flame kept growing and growing and growing and now, and now it's a big fire. So here's where I want to get back up just a little bit. So at this time, and I might do an, an aside here just to provide context. Cause this is just too good. So, <laughs> but we're going to continue on here. So at this time, the pandemic starts, you're having this life pivot and job pivot at the same time. I've been wanting to do a podcast for gosh, about two years. I just didn't have team and infrastructure to make that happen. So coincidentally, serendipitously, providentially, mm -hmm. you had podcast experience and wanted more podcast experience. I had no podcast experience, but I knew I wanted to start a podcast and it was this kismet match. You applied there. And I will say we didn't have 2000 applicants in the application <laughs> process, but we did have a good amount of applicants, but there was something about yours that really stood out. And I think one of the things that drew me to you was you were so willing and wanting to learn. Like I could smell your hunger to help through the application process. You are a mom of two. You are, you're living life on the road. You have your own business and yet you wanted to pause and help. And there was something so beautiful about that. The entire podcast is about hustle and dreams, the reality versus the dream. And I think so many times people can look at roles or jobs and say, oh, wow, that's such a dream. But it, it was a whole lot of hard work and reality to make that dream an actual reality. And so I just want to say like your hustle, your grind, your dedication to, to just putting yourself out there is so amazing. Now, I know uh, that there's probably maybe some reservations, some hesitations, or maybe even some excuses as to why you shouldn't apply or you should you shouldn't do a pivot from being a VA to now podcast management. What were those excuses? What were those, what was those fears? What was maybe some of the reasonings that maybe impeded you from applying or wanting to take steps out there? Sure, definitely. Well, when I did apply back in February of 2020, I was still in Puerto Rico. So I didn't know how things were going to go for me after the, the whole craziness of the pandemic. We didn't know how small businesses were going to be affected. We didn't know how my husband's business was going to be affected. So right then and there, I was thinking, hmm, should I be pursuing this thing that I don't have a lot of experience in? Or should I be pursuing growing my current business, which I do have experience in? But I think that with, with the podcast management, the fears were the same as when I started the virtual assistant uh, business. Am I good enough? Am I going to have what it takes? Are people going to find out that I don't have, you know, five years of experience and all those fears and, and, and reservations. And I don't speak, I don't speak good English because my, my first language is Spanish and now I can't even speak Spanish well. And so, you know, so all these little <laughs> things kept coming up and just wanting to stop me from, from pursuing this. But the more I, learn and, and it's a learning learning process like you said I am a learner I love to learn new things but I also like to have the confidence that I know what I'm doing you know but in this process <laughs> this has been such an amazing blessing to me and and learning alongside you and you were you were so graceful you always told me that it didn't matter if something didn't come out perfectly that we were going to learn it together 
So I thank you for that because mm. you gave me the confidence to keep on going forward. Okay. My friend Diane says that I shouldn't cry on podcasts because it's not a good look for me, but I just am so emotional. Just listening to you, you really went after your dreams. You went after your dreams on the back of a cab of a truck and you were doing life on the road. And I remember having conversations with you and you literally were like, Hey, um, we're in the middle of nowhere and there's a snowstorm. So I'm going to have to take this meeting later or pull on the side of the road. Hey, we're going there friends. Mari here. I know you're used to Bianca interrupting the program, but today I am hijacking her podcast. <laughs> this first interruption is to share with you a funny story because I was on the road most of the times when Bianca and I met for our Zoom calls, she nicknamed me the bobblehead of Zoom. <laughs> Picture a hula bobblehead, except with my face on it. <laughs> and what people don't see is that we need to have that hustle. Like if we want to see our dreams become reality, there are things that we have to do that no one else is willing to do. And so you did take a course, a podcasting course for like training, but, but did you feel equipped to step into this role? Not at all. Not at all. And that's what, you know, that's one of the, the things that I always thought in the back of my mind, oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to Bianca that I am not the one that <laughs> needs to um, get the opportunity to because I'm not equipped. I'm just starting out and she's going to find out somehow, but hey, I'm going to take the leap of faith anyway. <laughs> well, my, okay. Well, that was perfect because my next question was, did you face any insecurities? <laughs> <laughs> They're all there. And I I want someone to hear that it's, you will not feel like you are well-equipped. No. You will not feel like you're the perfect fit for the job. You will not fit, but yet you got to have the chutzpah. You got to have the ganas. You mm -hmm. have to have the, the will to say like, no, we're going to make this work no matter what. And I just want to say your fears and insecurities in being podcast manager, it were my fears and insecurities starting the podcast. And I was just like, Hey, we're doing this together. So the grace that I gave you, I actually had to give myself. I remember one of my greatest failures was I recorded, this was for season one, an episode with Bob Goff. For those that don't know, Bob Goff is a New York Times bestselling author. He's a lawyer. He speaks all over the world. He's a delegate for Uganda. I mean, he is a political representative. And friends, I botched the audio. I mean, the audio was so bad that I had to grovel and say, excuse me, can I have another interview with Bob, please? So I just want to let you know that like, people are only getting the hygienitized version of all of our episodes. Hey everyone, if you want to listen to some of Bianca's funny clips from season two, stay with us until the end. It's going to be good. But Mari, okay, so I told you my Bob Goff story. What what story do you have? What Bob story do you have? You're like, holy cow, I totally make a mistake or I didn't know what I was doing or I botched this. Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, Bianca, I'm still fixing blunders that, <laughs> audio blunders that I made for season two, all of the Tuesday truths have low volume. So I have to go back and fix all of those. For season one, we were new doing this. So I had nights where I put my alarm for whenever you were done. If you if you were busy, you were on the road and you couldn't give the approval for an episode, I had to wait for you. And some days I had the alarm for midnight because we have a uh, time difference. You know, it's when it's eight in California, it's 10 in uh, 
Wisconsin and so on and so forth. And there was another time when we were so late with an episode, I think I uploaded it midday on a Thursday. And, it, and I was so nervous and upset because I couldn't get it done on time. And it's, it's life. I mean, um, we are doing this, you and I, uh, Megan, Vanessa, Chelsea, Mariah, you know, we're, we're a small team and it's our first time doing the podcasting <laughs> thing. So we're all kind of learning and, and figuring it out. And we have had bumps in the road, but we, we learn from, you know, we learn, learn from the mistakes and we, we fixed our blunders and we kept going. And thankfully we're done with season two. I think it was a great season. Uh, I'm still fixing my mistakes from season two. But hey. I am so grateful for you. And yeah, people don't know. It's like, it, it's, it's like a, a woven tapestry on the front. It looks great on the back. Mm-hmm. It's full of knots and ties and frays yes. and strings. And so I have, there have been moments where I need to record a new intro and I'm like in a hotel room with a blanket over my head in the dark recording on my iPhone because I don't have technology. One time I was traveling for work in Texas and I had to bring all my podcast equipment and I'm in this random dingy hotel in like Abilene, Texas, recording intros and outros. I mean, people just, people just don't, don't know, you know, the grind leads to the dream. The hustle leads to the dream. And I'm so beyond grateful for you. Friends, I just want you all to know that Bianca loves you so much. She is super committed on getting the podcast episodes out every week, even as she travels, preaches, takes care of her family, and does countless of other things. She genuinely loves each and every one of you. All of the content and the conversations with her guests are all with you in mind. So let us know what kind of topics interest you and what other guests you would like Bianca to interview. Email your suggestions to podcast at in the name of love.org. So what have you learned about yourself in launching someone's podcast or basically someone's dream? I think the main lesson is that just like you were so graceful to me, I have to give myself grace too. Like you said, you had to give yourself grace. I need to give myself grace. I can't if I am new at something, I can't expect to be an expert and I can't, what's the word? Como se dice? <laughs> I'm trying to say it in Spanish. I'm going to be your translator. So, um, like beat myself up. There you go. That that's, that's <laughs> I can't beat myself up for all of my mistakes. Yes. I will make mistakes. I will learn from my mistakes. And I'll do better as I, as I keep growing and learning and just give, give the best that I can right now with what I have. Listen, that's, I think that's the main thing that I've learned. As we wrap up, I just want people to know that your grind and your hustle and helping someone else has led to something new in your life. The reason why I asked you to be on the podcast isn't just to talk about dreaming and hustling and grinding. It's because you are a living manifestation of what happens when you help people in the process. You are elevated when you lift others. And I just want to tell the world, like you are a gift to humanity and 
and the experience that we've had in not one, but two seasons of we're going there, it's inspired and lit a fire in you to start a podcast of your own. That's the exciting part. And that's the part that people don't talk about. We learn so much of ourselves when we help others around us and you've helped me so much. And it's kind of given you the gumption and the unction to start your own podcast. And, and the beauty about your podcast is that you teach others how to start a podcast. So talk to me a little bit about, about your podcast, um, your dreams, your hopes through it, and some of the fun things that you've learned in the process. Yes. Well, my podcast, uh, it's called Chicapreneur Podcast. And what I do is I help other chicas to learn how to plan, define, and launch a podcast to either give services to somebody else or to launch their own podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my experiences and tell them how I fumbled through, you know, learning how to become a podcast manager. So that if that's something that they have in their heart to do, that they can see, like you said, see what I've been through. It's a lot of hard work. Managing a podcast is one thing. Recording for yourself is another thing. <laughs> Girl, you feel me. Tell, tell me, tell me about, remember you, you and I were talking about your first episode and how you pulled over in a parking lot and what happened? It was it was crap. It was, the audio was horrible. The, I mean, I kept starting and stopping, starting and stopping, deleting. And, and until I decided, you know what? It's, it's the microphone. It's this, it's that. I'm recording on a seven-year-old laptop. So I blame the laptop for all my, <laughs> um, but it's been a fun experience. I'm actually diving in with a coach to learn more about how to work through and add skills so that I can help others better. It's, it's a journey. I'm not really, really good at it yet, but I know that I get, I'll get there. And, you know, one thing that I say to myself over and over is that I am not a great communicator, but the Holy Spirit is. And whatever message the Holy Spirit has mm. inside of me that he wants, you know, God wants me to talk about, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to walk this walk until he says otherwise. If my podcast ends in six months, then it ends in six months. You know, that's so beautiful about a podcast. A podcast season feels almost like a book to me that even if it ends, it doesn't mean that it goes away. It lives in perpetuity. Right. And if your ambition was to help people start a podcast or manage a podcast and you fulfilled that girl, you walked it out and you done did it. Right. I am so proud of you. And one of the things I love about your podcast is that it's diverse in the sense that you don't only record in English, but you also record in Spanish. <laughs> so you're tapping into two different markets. I am so proud of you. Thanks. I cannot be more excited. I've listened to the podcast and I'm so excited that there's some, some person out there that's going to listen and be inspired to not only start their podcast, but maybe help someone else start theirs. Madi, I love you. I will be so honest and let the world know that this podcast, it would not exist if it wasn't for you. I can talk and I can interview and I could dream and I could produce, but I don't know how to execute on the back end. And that's where you come in. So for those that have found joy or excitement or help through the podcast, I just want to say it's because of you. It's not one person doing everything. It's a bunch of people coming together and making this work. So I'm beyond excited for you. I'm beyond excited for your podcast. I'm so excited that we had this time just to connect and chat. And I cannot wait to do another season with you. Oh, thank you so much, Bianca. And I love you too. I love you even before I was your podcast manager. You are a communicator. And even if I'm a, a little grain of salt that sprinkles 
the podcast as you take your message throughout the world. Hey, if one person is listening out there to the message that God is sending out through you, I'm blessed. And to that point, I want to say thank you to all of the listeners from the first email that we received when we launched back in September 10th to everyone that sends us messages, is listening to also the team. I want to say thank you to Vanessa, to Megan, to Chelsea, to Mariah, to our editor um, for season one. And it's, it is a group effort. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me the opportunity to be here and for such a time as this. For such a time as this. Perfect ending. I love you, Lenny. I love you too, Bianca. This was so much fun, you guys. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to We're Going There so that you don't miss out on any of the episodes for season three. As promised, here are some funny clips from season two. Enjoy. I read your lips. You said you can hear me just fine, but I can't hear you. <laughs> you could be cussing right now. I would have no clue. <laughs> Girl, we got each other's back because we, you and I were our own ship and our own yeah. captain and all that. Yeah. So like, yes. Do you know who I just got done interviewing? Who? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Wait, what? Oh, you're so, and you're so good at connecting. I, I, I'm always like, my stomach is in knots. Testing, testing, check one, two. Mari, you should see me and Zoe right now. We are sitting on a cloth chair. No, go ahead, clean out your throat if you need to. Okay, oh, Mari, I'm so sorry. Zoe. <laughs> okay, Mari, we're serious, we're serious. Okay. All right. Um, Mari, I'm going to go ahead and start the show with the clap. Awesome. Oh, that is funny. Oh, that, here's the thing. I am, I am here for, for, for jokes. April Fool's jokes are like my favorite thing ever. So like, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. So she's in the waiting room. Zoe, when we go live, we're going to say surprise. We're fashion fairies. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, there we go. Yes. Whatever you did. That was amazing. I don't want your episode to be like booty. You know what I'm saying? Hold on a second. Matthew, can you get Richie's toy? He's squeaking in the podcast. Can you hear that, Deb? Sorry, Maddie. Yep. Great. <laughs>